ladies and gentlemen, this is an extra special edition of the Raven on Recap podcast because we are coming to you live from our new microphone. Oh, it's very shiny. It's so shiny. <laughs> Actually, if I can let the listeners in on a little secret, it looks almost identical to the other one, to, to the point where if I hadn't seen you put the other one in the box, I would think you were tricking me into thinking this was a new microphone because it looks exactly the same. Yeah, that's because it is exactly the same. I know, it's exactly I know. the same model. It but is- I expected like a different color or something. I expected it to be like, you know, gold and, and glowing or something the way you were talking about it. And then no, it gets I'm, here and it's hang like... Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I'm not John Laws. I don't, I but, don't need but, a... Who is, Natalie? Who is? Stu, if anyone at this table <laughs> has the comparison in the low voice department with John Laws, I think you're it. Uh, as much as I like to bring my gravitas down, <laughs> I can't plunge the depths of bass mm. that you can, the baritone that is Stuart Late. There, there are depths, depths to the voice and all sorts of yeah. things, but who knows? John Laws has a golden microphone. We don't need that. We have a steel, silver beauty that is here, thrusting powerfully, (laughs) proudly in front of us, phallically, clearly. Uh, No, I wanted to say that because, obviously, thanks to the Patreon campaign that we've been running this season. Well, I should say I, but this is your benefits too. It is. I said if we made a certain amount, then I would invest in podcast equipment. And we were borrowing a friend's Blue Yeti to record the podcast this season. And I liked it so much and it was easy and the simplest thing to do. It's an incredibly good microphone. And I went, I'm just going to buy the same thing. Absolutely. So now I can return my friends and boom, we are mic'd up. We for are mic'd up and ready to go. The foreseeable now, future. Yeah, so into the future. If you are a Patreon subscriber, thank you. I'm going to kiss the microphone. Now I'm just going to... See, I'm uncomfortable now because you've already put the, the phallic imagery into my mind. <laughs> Can I just say, though, <laughs> the face that I was making as I attempted to make those kissy sounds <laughs> was possibly the least erotic thing you could ever see. Like, ever. I mean, I'm talking I'm like not gonna, I'm not desiccated gonna... <laughs> corpse bad. I wouldn't go that far. Speaking of desiccated corpses, yes, I thought hey, well, someone would be, and they're not anymore. Well, you know, I, we, you know, what we've done is we've done a cold open to this podcast. Oh, have we? And the show has uh, the show, of course, this week did a cold open. It's oh my amazing. god, you're right. We've mirrored this. Po- we've mirrored the show unknowingly. Wasn't it an odd? Happy, it was so weird. Well, obviously, yeah. Do you know what it was like? And look, <laughs> look, I'm a massive fan of Xena Warrior Princess. I think we can all appreciate that it was superior to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, indeed, possibly every other TV show ever made. Xena asterisk. would open... Asterisk. Natalie's right. <laughs> Xena would often open with these sort of quite cheery village sequences and then yes. Xena and Gabrielle would sort of motor into town yeah. and... And then the conflict of the world And then the conflict itself. would happen. Yeah. And all of a sudden I just felt like there was a leafy valley, there was greenery, there were people smiling and chopping... <laughs> Things down and... Al Swearingen was there for some reason. Al Swearingen was there. (laughs) Looking so happy. Looking very happy. Just looking stoked with life. Looking much happier than uh, Ian McShane usually looks in his role. Yeah, he normally normally looks like shifty. Yeah. And plotty. Yes. Or just (laughs) generally pissed off with everyone. Exactly. Often both at the same time. Mm. So 
we had been theorizing, hadn't we, just a week or so ago that yeah. I thought that he was going to show up in Old Town as the head of the Maesters or something. Yeah, or something, yeah, because I thought he was going to be Sam's dad and then yes, right. that yeah, didn't it was eventuate. Yeah, yeah. So. And then, no, he's just in a, you know, spoilers, a one-off. <laughs> yes, most definitely, unless, you know, he comes back too. Well, clearly, because he brought the hound back from the dead. <laughs> The Hound is back! The Hound is back, yeah. Or at least Sandor Clegane is back. I don't know if he's... Uh, I mean, we'll call him The Hound, because you that's how we, that's how we know of him. But Doggy style anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's get the there, dogs Let's get dogs. him out. Get him out. <laughs> Ooh, let the dogs out! Oof, 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 oof. He's been through some rough times. Oh, you're yeah. barking mad, Oh, look out. Do you know how hard it was for me to try? Because I... <laughs> with my recap... For this episode, I just desperately wanted to have the hound of the Baskervilles, like something to rhyme yes. with Baskervilles. Mm-hmm. Do you know there is worse. no English word that rhymes with Basker? So I'm having to, like, search dictionaries and things, looking for words, thesauruses and whatnots, and looking for words. Yeah. What's Baskerville? Ville, okay, it could be hill, could be, you know, I can separate that into a different word, mm. but what, where do I get Basker? What do I do? Anyway, eventually I ended up with, oh, he uses an axe. If I really twist the language and get <laughs> and hope people say it quickly in their heads torture, as they torture read it. Torture it more than Ramsay Bolton. Hound of the axe of skills. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> as good as I could that's get. That's it. It was a valiant effort. I just really wanted a Baskerville pun in there. <laughs> because you don't ever hear the word hound used no. in any other club. No, you don't really. There was a... Wasn't there a dog, like a cartoon dog, who was a hound? Huckleberry Hound? That's the one. Yeah. Mm. Apart from that, not really hounds. No. No. So I just wanted a hound pun, hound of the Baskerville pun, and that was the best I could do. And I feel that I fell short. <laughs> if you have any suggestions, call in. Absolutely. My mobile number is... Operators are standing by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all excited. This episode just had me so excited because all this That's good. cool That's stuff good. happened. It, and it also, was. I had this sugary drink, and I don't have... <laughs> you, are, you are buzzing a little, yeah. Yeah, I had... Because we had, like... I, I've been off Pepsi Max now for 10 weeks. 10, ten weeks, weeks of my life. That's actually... That's admirable. Well done. It's admirable to now to the point of slight insanity. Because <laughs> I feel like Pepsi Max was the only thing kind of bringing joy to my life. And motivation. And... <laughs> we've, I think we've talked about this before, and it, it doesn't sound any less sad when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> have I talked about this? All before? I had was the Pepsi really? Max and now it's gone. No, well, I have Game of Thrones. I think at the well, end true. of Game of yes. Thrones and no Pepsi Max, that's going to be a real... Well, that's okay because we're going we're gonna to motor straight on through, aren't we? Like, oh, that, oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. the whole thing. We're going right back to the well, to the rewatch. We've got to go back to the rewatch of uh, Series 2. I yeah. Think we're, wow, we're so behind on that. But that's okay. <laughs> we'll probably get through it all by the time Season by 7 time rolls season around. around. And then finally it will be a complete... <laughs> we're going to confuse ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm buzzing a bit because I had some aspartame in a drink and I'm trying not to have too many sugary <laughs> drinks and now I'm all bleh, So forgive me. The Hound, what do you make of his return? I was genuinely surprised because I thought that he was dead, but then when he showed up I was like, I'm not upset that he's back. I'm like, yeah. oh, I did actually go, you know, I, I made a... You, you made that noise. I made an expletive... <sighs> Extended vowel expletive. Exactly. Your thoughts, Stu. I'm talking too much. Shut up. No, no, no. I was maybe a little bit spoiled on it because a lot of people online have been suggesting that he was coming back. 
And I don't think they were basing that on any, any firm sort of stuff, but they were saying the storylines mirror a lot of stuff that happened in the books, not necessarily concurrently, but, but they could point to some things and say, oh, this happened, and then this happened, and, and then there's a character in the books called the Grave Digger or something that apparently is, is Sandor Clegane. And, not and, a very uh, somber Australian. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I, there'd been a lot of chatter online about whether or not he was going to come back. And so I, I was primed for it, I think. So when he showed up, I was like, aha, right. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a, I'm surprised. I was like, oh, they did do that. All those people who've been saying, you never saw him die. You yes. didn't see the body. I know, I know. And they're right. And they're I, right. I hate that they're right. But I tell you we what. we didn't see Stannis die. We didn't see, Stannis is dead. But though. he's dead. Stannis is dead. I Brienne's would be very not, surprised if Stannis Brienne, comes back. she don't lie. But see, this is the thing. So this is the, the big controversy that I think this episode in particular has sort of arisen because the Hound is back now and people are saying that that means that death is irrelevant on Game of Thrones. And people have been saying that since John came back, right? But... I feel like they're maybe conflating those two when they those two events when they really shouldn't, because like the show explicitly says that he didn't die; he was just really badly hurt. Yeah, and he got and then, found he, by and then some... he got better because, as he says, "I'm a big effer and I'm hard to kill." Yeah. you know, and it's great. I I've missed him so much. <laughs> I love it, and we got we got him and Bron back in one episode. This episode rocked. It was kind right? of a stew episode, wasn't it? It was kind awesome. Of ticked I was, a lot I was, of stew boxes. It even, it even had the naked winches around, so I was it on It really board. did. It really it? did. We'll get to them. But, <laughs> but you know, as far as him being back, like, I'm like, I don't think that's a cheat. Like, people have said that, like, you know, and you can talk about whether or not the Jon Snow death and resurrection was a cheat or not, but they said that sort of negated the idea of death on the show now, and, and now that the Hound is back, well, well, everything, everyone could come back. And it's like, but he never died. Yeah. And we never saw him die. The last time we saw him, he was alive. He was- and then Arya, like, specifically refused to kill him and walked away. And, like, with sitting there going, he's pretty badly injured. It would be surprising if he made it. But he made it. And I'm surprised. But now he's back. And that's awesome. He got picked up and it, you know, Captain Exposition Ian McShane <laughs> yes. does manage to go through everything. And you sort of wonder... Like, clearly he's been with them for some time. He's been yeah. hanging around with those yeah. people, the little uh, Hillsong He church. just felt that now was the time to now have the exposition the time conversation. Now to just go, ah, oh, well, when I found you. Remember when I found you. I've heard yes. that story before. <laughs> you come and give me food and tell it to me every day. As I said. Yeah, this is a you. daily thing with them. Thank you for saving me. Why did you bother? Stop poking my leg. I've told you I had it. It really hurts. We can bag him all out, but it was a joy to have Ian McShane. Oh, it was, no, it was great, yeah. And to have those two characters in particular interacting was Mm. really good because, like, as we see, like, he's sort of an ex-soldier who's done some pretty bad stuff himself and he's sort of turned to religion as a way to cope with that. And he sort of gave the Hound an idea that, you know, perhaps he could find some peace or something. Or at least find a bit of purpose in not killing. In not killing, yeah, that there was a different way. Yeah, and what I liked about him was that in, in such stark contrast to the High Sparrow... Ian McShane. I don't even know what his name was. McShane. Apparently his name is Ray. I'm not making that up. Like, I've, I've, I've looked it up because I, I said, wait, what was his character's name? I looked it up. I think it's Ray. Like, I think but his name is like, R-A-Y. Not even but, spelled, like, in a fantasy way? Like, no, no, no. Uh, no, just, <laughs> no, no, just Ray, probably short for a longer name. Mm. But, so Septon Ray, that's his name. Wow. Um, so How there very you go. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> well, <What>? it was. <laughs> he, he went away, then he came back, and everyone was dead. <laughs> And then he went on a quest. Oh my God, it is. 
It is. Everything is the same. Every story is the same. Well, I, t- I tell you what this was, much like Star Wars, was this was a Western. Like, he was the old gunslinger yeah. who was trying to forget his violent past, but the bandits come to town and he's got to take up arms once again. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a Western. They strung him up. Yeah. In the town square. Absolutely. Wow, and they in the really church. did. It's a Western. Stu, you just blew my mind. <laughs> it's high noon. Western. It's style. high noon with axes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a high throne. No, I'm trying to think of a good Western. The searches. The, what's the... the I, I don't, I'm not really that familiar with Westerns. I'm very bad. The good, the bad, and the burnt face. Uh, well, the good, the bad, and the ugly still works, still I works, guess. Yeah. yeah. But what I liked about Ian McShane is that in stark contrast to the High Sparrow, he didn't know if he had the right answers with the seven. And he no, was yeah. wearing a seven-pointed star, but he was like, yeah. I don't know if they're the answer. It could be the Lord of Light. It could be the old gods. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something out there that means that we should do better in this world. Or- yeah, exactly. And and I loved that. It was it was No, nice- it was. It was really nice. And because this is Game of Thrones, of course, he's wrong and he's murdered horribly. Yeah, and he was um, really mur- Like, he's not coming back from that. No. They, his eyes were bulging. He was, yes, he was dead. He was yeah, very dead. he was very... I wonder if that was a him acting or if they get in a double or some sort of prop like a they, sp- might, they might have a prop or something i'm not sure stunt mcshane i don't yeah i mean i i haven't watched the behind the scenes ones for this episode but I, they do I'd those? like to yeah, yeah they, on youtube or something, on youtube and, and that sort of thing yeah. see i don't watch those no Did yeah I watch those apparently they weren't they're not they're, they're, they don't offer any great insight it's so what i because of... what happens is i'm so into the show and into the characters and yes. stuff that often when I see the actors talking about it and how great it is, <laughs> I start to get resentful about how they get to be on a really cool show. <laughs> but but Nat, if, if you were on Game of Thrones, you couldn't watch Game of Thrones. Look, and that's a good point. Mm. But I th- I still think it would be more awesome if I was on Game of Thrones. And that's not to take anything <laughs> away from the amazing readers who keep mm. me in business. That's not to take anything away. No. But I think that if you had to choose... You would understand why I would be going for, yes, I'd like to be Topless Tavern Wench on Game of Thrones. Sure. Absolutely. I'm prepared to go there. Sure. You should You should contact the producers and In let them my know. younger years, I was like, you know what? I don't think I'd ever do anything nude. I'm just too much of a prude. Now I'm like, <laughs> look, if I could get on TV, I'll wipe, I'll wipe them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> the worst you there's no way that i can respond to that no no please do don't (laughs) whatever you feel is appropriate anyway so okay well we've talked about the hound and we've talked about the now brotherhood without banners that was uncool Uh, extremely uncool they killed everyone yes i didn't think that beric dondarrion and his mob killed innocents no and which makes me wonder if it was them because i mean it's set up as them because they turned up going ah the night is dark mm. and full of terrors and looking very crinkly at everyone but they killed everyone. There this, was no... this now leads into another fan theory. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Lay it on me. Okay. So, you know Lady Stoneheart. So, this is apparently Catelyn returned from the dead. Catelyn returned from the dead, right? Why and so, does so she have the name? This is sort of sweeping around things. So, so apparently, and I'm not, I'm not sure exactly because I haven't really delved too much into it, but I see it repeated again and again and again in all these discussions online. Apparently, after Catelyn Stark was murdered, her body was thrown into a river or something. I, I don't know exactly how she was resurrected, but she came back. But it's not like a Jon Snow or even a Beric Dondarrion, she came back. She basically came back as like a zombie that can think, right? And she was changed. She was, she's not Catelyn Stark anymore. She's just 
focused solely on doling out revenge to those who wronged her in life. Oh, so she's like a banshee. Or, well, almost, yeah, well, like a, like a zombie, but like, who can think? A zomshi. A zomshi, exactly. <laughs> a she zom. <laughs> a she A zom. Yes. Anyway. That all works. Portmanteaus aside. But anyway, so apparently she hooks up with the Brotherhood Without Banners and basically turns them into her little forest army. And so they oh, then right. carry out her, her bidding. Well, what has she got against a bunch of hippies in the woods? I don't know. I don't know. But apparently people are saying because the Brotherhood Without Banners has shown up, because we've seen Catelyn Stark mentioned for the first time in a couple of series, like a bunch of times... Brynden the Blackfish has shown up again and has mentioned, like, the Red Wedding's been mentioned a bunch of times. Yeah. We've seen Walder Frey now. So people are saying maybe we're finally going to see Lady Stoneheart because apparently if they'd gone by the book's chronology, she would have shown up in season five or four or something. But instead, like, they might have held on to her until now when they could do something with her. Yeah, when the kind of crazy magic stuff Yeah, exactly, when it's a bit palatable. more palatable for people. But it does mean that if they bring her back in this season, then they have started just bringing back characters we thought were dead. It's a weird thing for the show to suddenly start, hey, here's all these people you thought were dead. Psych, no, they're not. Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) Bunch of characters, bring them back. Who cares? You know, so it just, like, all at once like that, it does and seem the a mountain, bit strange. I suppose they started with the mountain, The mountain, really. yeah, is, is now a zombie walking around. He didn't ever technically die either. He just was badly incapacitated. He was and badly poisoned and injured and then got, yeah, he's not mm. real anymore. Oh, he's not, not a person anymore. He's just like no. an automaton. He never was a person. He was horrible. <clears throat> he was, yes. Let's not have pity for the mountain. <laughs> no. So, Lady Stoneheart, that's what we're... That's what a lot of people have said is maybe going to happen. I mean, look, it's very plausible. People were saying that the Hound was definitely coming back, and sure enough, here he is. So maybe. I just think that his he wasn't left to die. No, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's much Catelyn more plausible. Catelyn was really... Catelyn had a throat cut on screen. Yeah. So, you know, we know that she's dead. Yeah. You heard the thud as she hit the floor. Yeah, exactly. Whether or, not, whether or not she then comes back remains to be seen. It's certainly well set up if they have decided to go that way. What do you think the Hound is going to do now that everyone is dead? And, uh, he's going to go make more dead people. Okay. Hmm. Picked up that axe very, uh, very decisively he did. He did. at the end of that episode. And it was interesting the way he said, you know, the gods still have plans for you. And he says, why haven't they punished me? And Ian McShane said, oh, they have. And I like that. Yeah. I thought that was good. It's like, yeah, your brother held your face to flames when you were five. Yeah, exactly. You've kind of gone through. A but not only that, like, you know, he was pretty horrifically injured when we last saw him. Like, True. He was pretty badly And, you know, he battered. has to then live with all the horrible things he's done, which he yeah. does seem to have a sense of guilt about. Exactly, yeah. And he, he always has, too. Like, he knows that he's a bit of a monster. Yeah. Which is what I've always always liked about the character. He doesn't have any illusions about himself or other people. Mm. He just sees, takes the world as he finds it. Mm. And he talks plain, and that's, it's awesome. It's, he's a great character, and I'm glad that he's back. All right. Well, let's leave that storyline because we have a lot more to get through yes. in our podcast. Can we go to – they're not at Castle Black anymore. They're sort of at, at Stannis Baratheon's old camp. But John Sansa and Davos, Absolutely. our new favourite Holy Trinity, <laughs> they have a fair bit of – Crisscrossing around in this episode, yeah. another example of you know what must be weeks, you know. But they're <laughs> no. Well, I looked on the map, and Deepwood Mott is not that far from Bear Island, so they must have gone okay. like taken a boat. But then, over but then they Bear do Island. say that they've been to a bunch of places by the end of the episode. So, that is you know. true. Yeah. But Tardis, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> they start by having to get the wildlings on side. Yeah, and it's just like such a 
When you see all of those wildlings and like they're almost to a man gingers. <laughs> yes. It really makes the comparison to like the Scots beyond the they, wall. They've definitely gone for that way, yeah. And Tormund is there and it's I think it's the first time this series where Tormund actually speaks coherently. And doesn't like leer at Brienne. Yeah, because that's all he's done for like the last three episodes is just moon eyes at Brienne. Um, and then he was all very... Something know, that I would be very happy to continue, by the way. Like, oh, I'm sure. not. I would be happy for the rest of his appearances on the show to just be him making Moon Eyes at Brienne. And she's clearly on her way to River Run. Yes. We'll get to River Run. But um, they get the wildlings on side mm. in a sort of impassioned speech about... Duty and honour. Duty and, and honour and, and how Jon Snow's basically Jesus and died for us. <laughs> yes. We should follow him. I, I feel like Tormund probably should have led with that. <laughs> like, this guy was literally stabbed to death on our behalf. And he's back now. But, you know, that's a pretty good selling point. You lead with that. Yeah. You, know, you, don't, you don't add it as an afterthought, which is what he basically did. He's like, you have you no know, honour and we have to, we have to fight because we have no other choice. Also, he died for us and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> You know, like, just leave with it. Come on. And then they have a nice handshake and they're all done. And this allows John, Sansa, and Davos to go on their roll up, roll up for the mystery tour. The magical mystery tour. And f- fortunately, everyone has uh, what bordering on Liverpudlian accents anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, true. They do, really. Oh, my there's a scounger. I'm trying to do Liverpudlian accent. You've got to get back in the throat. Like if you think of John Lennon or Paul McCartney, you know, it's back. Get back to where you want. But it's all back here. That's, that's a Liverpudlian. That, that's, that's my attempt. Is it? Okay. Scouser. You've got to say scouser. Scouser. I travelled with the Liverpudlian for a while and he, I kept trying to take his <laughs> accent. Because there's, there's a subtle difference between the Mancunian and the Liverpudlian. Yes. But to, to an untrained ear, they sound very similar. Yeah. But there, there are... And, of course, if I tried to demonstrate now, I'd be awful. <laughs> Point being, yes, they're Northerners. Bear Island. Was great. Like, the best sight gag that the show's yeah. ever had, yeah. I think. <laughs> Just the walk. Because we know, like, I remember Jaor, because he was disgraced by Jorah's actions mm. in selling slaves, went, okay, my son's disgraced. I'm off to the Night's Watch. And his sister took charge of Bear Island. So yes. I remember that Lady Mormont was in charge of Bear Island, yeah. but of course I was expecting an older woman. Yeah. And then they go, Lady Mormont. And there's like the shadow of someone just sitting at the table. <laughs> yes. So you think, oh, that's probably her. And then it turns around, it's a little wee girl. Yeah, it's, a, it's a tiny girl. Oh, my God. Who must be like, what, 10? 10. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I got from it. And appa- apparently that actress is uh, literally her first acting gig. Oh my god! She well, is. She knocks it out of the park. When you cast kids, I think you have to kind of cast by personality, yeah, as opposed maybe to acting talent. To acting talent, yeah, because you have to sort of go, okay, what are they going to be able to do naturally? Yeah. So they would have just got a bunch of kids in and said, "Can you shout at these people?" <laughs> and she would have been the one going, the "Yes, I can. I can shout at this." And can I just say, love, loved her so good from the minute I saw her, and she was just a take charge babe. And yeah. I, 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 oh my god, everything about her was brilliant. I've seen a lot of a lot of really strong responses online. It's been it's been great. Have it's there been, been big, so big burly men going, "Oh my god"? <laughs> such a gushing fanboy right in, now. In general, it's very positive. It's yeah. very, people are very uh, pro-Liana Mormont. Yeah, Liana. Liana, she's yeah. Not, um, she's not interested in, in the potential comparison with her namesake. No, she doesn't she's, care. 
not going to be a looker. Her mother was not a looker. Her mother was a good fighter, and she she died for Rob. Yes. <laughs> it's just like this awkward pause. And there's, a lot, there's a lot of that in this in this thing, and we see it um, again and again as they go around the Magical Mystery Tour of the North, where like people sort of point out, yeah, we were loyal to House Stark, and then everyone died at the Red Wedding, and now, you know what? The Boltons keep the Ironborn away, so maybe we'll just be happy with this. And this is why they don't get the, the support they were counting on. Yeah, but Liana eventually does come around yes. and offers... A grand total. <laughs> of 62 <laughs> fighting men. And the look on John's face is just... I couldn't even spend time ogling John much this episode because, firstly, the man bun, it's clearly not as work... It doesn't work for him quite as well as the rugged... I, I love, I love... That that's how they're distinguishing John now post resurrection. <laughs> well, post resurrection John, hair up. Well, this is the thing, and I was questioning this, and someone said, "Ah, oh, but he had a lot of his hair cut out by Melisandre when she resurrected him. Remember, she cut a lot of his hair." Yeah, but not into a mullet. Like, I mean, well, like this is my thing. It's like, but surely if he had less hair, he's got it pulled back, and and that's pull it back. but but this is the thing. He's got he's got it pulled back, and that is absolutely one hundred percent the showrunners making a distinction between pre- and post-resurrection Jon Snow. Because did he ever wear it up before? No, no never. No, no. Never. He had it cut in the, the first season, yeah. but then he grew it back pretty much instantaneously. And he's always worn it shoulder length ever since, and he's never put it up. And now all of a sudden he's walking around with a man bun. That is absolutely <laughs> post-resurrection Jon Snow. You can look at it straight away and go, ah, oh, he's got the man bun, post-resurrection. I'm afraid it's worse than, it's worse than we thought. <laughs> oh my God, Jon Snow didn't. He didn't get resurrected. No, no, he did. He, he did, but... He's a hipster He's now. come back as a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> High five, drinks. <laughs> oh. Drinking artisanal ales. Yeah, exactly. Having deconstructed coffees. <laughs> Melbourne style. <laughs> so 62 fighting men, like, priceless. Just yeah, priceless. The reaction, that, that whole scene is just great. And I love, I love that... John tries to appeal to her by family, yeah. like tries to appeal to her directly. Sansa, Sansa tries to appeal, flattery. like flattery, and then and then later, and then she tries a different tack and tries like for her honor. But then it's Davos, it's Davos mm. who finally gets through to her and says, you know, look, you get it, I get it. We didn't want this, we didn't ask to be here, but we're here now, and we have to make do. And will you help us? And look, it's not going to end. Yeah. by sending us away. Yeah, something the, will come. Yeah, so. the, the dead are coming. Yeah. And he was great. Like, he's king of the kids. Yeah, he is. King of the kids. He is. Davos. Yeah, that great relationship with Shireen. Shireen and now, yeah. now with Liana. He, he, he brings him in. He gets he's, it. He's the Pied Piper. Wait, no, that sounds gross. That's bad. Then they move on to Deepwood Mott. Yes. And the Glovers. <laughs> there Percy Percy. I know, Lord Percy, Lord Percy Glover. Slash Captain <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Actually, when I, when I saw him, I was like, hello, darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I think I spluttered. I was like, it's Percy Darling, it's Percy, Percy Darling. <laughs> it, 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 one of those things. I'll tell you what, turned into, like, I would not have, I not, would not yeah. have pictured it, but a, quite a credible grizzled old warrior. Oh, yeah, yeah. I no, was he's impressed. Been, in most of the recent stuff I've seen him in, he's yeah. been more of the grizzled. Mm. He kind of went from bumbling, foppish young, young guy person, yeah. with the occasional, like, if you remember in Blackadder the Third when he played... The Scarlet Pimpernel, when it was yes, like two was, guys. Yeah, yeah. And so he was, ew, I'm foppish, and then when he's revealed as the Scarlet Pimpernel, he's like, I am the Scarlet Pimpernel. He so can he turn can, it on. He yeah. can turn it on. And then he went into sort of middle age and started balding and became like, I, I'm sure I saw him in a few things where he was like, you know, classic 
man cheating on wife type scenarios, yes, things, yeah. you know, bumbling husband, bumbling domestic husband sort of thing, yeah. situation thing. He's gotten um, a bit older. Now he's gotten a bit older and he's into grizzled. Yeah, but like, but like, credibly, like, yeah, credibly yeah, yeah, grizzled. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that's because yeah. I, I almost didn't recognize him. I'm like, is that? It's darling. It's Captain yeah. Darling. Like, oh, wow, that's crazy. It's, it's so funny when you think, I just stared at that face for so long <laughs> in my nerdish teens. Watching it, watching that eye twitch. My 20s, yeah. But, oh, God. Apparently, his name was Captain Cartwright. That was the uh, yeah. name that they'd given that character. Mm. And then for some reason, somebody, they started calling him Darling. Oh, thank you, Darling. And he just started wincing. <laughs> like, that wince yeah. is all of his own. Yeah. And obviously, I think they played it up. But <laughs> the fact that that happened every time and he broke pencil nibs and every time yeah. it was, thank you, Darling. Or, how are you, Darling? <laughs> <laughs> that was his reaction. So, no, he's he's a great actor. I mean, it, he's, he's got and a good he's, range. And he's an incredible actor because you see, you see in Lord Glover, he's just barely tolerating the fact that they even decided to come and ask him for help. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he just is, he's right on the edge of just ordering his men to kill them. Mm. You know, but he's he wouldn't, like, like... He wouldn't, but also maybe he would. Like he's just very, he is no time for Starks. He's, as he makes abundantly yeah. clear. And fair enough. I think someone on Cheeseburger Gothic today, and again, thank you to all the commenters, you're brilliant, but someone posed up there that finally someone realized that Starks equaled death. And I'm like, well, <laughs> no, the Starks were around quite happily being leaders in the North. For, Literally into prehistory. Yeah. Um, so for, for, yeah. for many years mm. and quite happily to everyone's mutual benefit. Yeah. Everyone loved Ned and everyone loved Rob, but then everyone died. That's the thing. Like there was the rebellion, which the Starks were on the rebellion side, mm. Um, but after that, everything calmed down and the Starks were okay. It's because this huge set of, you know, machinations rose <laughs> against the house. But they're clearly, you know, getting the band they're, back together. They're rebuilding, exactly. The episode was called The Broken Man, but you could almost call Stark the Broken House, you know. But they're... Yeah. Oh, that was deep, wasn't it? Yes, oh, yeah. I come out with some out. deep ones sometimes. But... There was actually a lot of strong thematic ties in this episode. It was mm, really, really well done. No, Definitely. Um, but that's the thing. It's like they're just having, and I think it's Yara who says it to Theon. I know you're having a couple of bad years, and that's, and that's how I felt. What <laughs> one of the most epic understatements yeah. I've ever seen. He indignantly says, "Some bad years." Yes. Hold that thought. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to anyway, him in yes. a moment. But that's exactly how I felt. You know, that, that was the exact same sentiment that I had when he said, "You know, this. You know, the Starks have just mean death." Is is like, well, come on, it's just been a few bad years, but yes. the Bolsons are insane. Yes, that's right, exactly. Again, we have this interesting relationship with time on the show, whereas how many years have passed since the first episode? I'm thinking... Like, because obviously, like, Bran shot up like a tree, but, like, you know, that's that's external things. Is it five years? Is it not that long? I don't think it's as many years as As the show has has been running. Like, I... And yet, you've had the War of Five Kings, and then... The after we're, we're well into the aftermath of that war. Mm. Like that war basically ended back in series three. I feel I mean, like that war was a year. I feel okay. I feel like there was a build up of probably six months to Ned's mm. execution, maybe six to twelve months. Because time went by. Yeah, like, and he was in he was in King's Landing for a while too. A little, yeah, a little while. So I'm I'm that's what I'm thinking is like six to twelve months for that first season, mm. and then the War of Five Kings a year roughly, and the. Battle of Blackwater. At it's the end it's of funny that because 
on any other show, you could mark the passing of the seasons. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've been in autumn awesome now for yeah, about five, that's five right, seasons. Exactly. So, yeah, no, it's really hard. I don't feel like it's exact. I'm thinking maybe three or four years in total. Okay. Yeah, that sounds because that would right. explain it's, enough of Bran going from a ten-year-old boy to a sort of fourteen. Yeah, yeah exactly. But but I'm always going to have a growth spurt at fourteen. Yeah, that's true. But but I feel like I feel like too. At sometimes they talk about stuff that happened as if it happened a few weeks ago or even just a few months mm. ago, and other times they'll talk about it like it's history. Yeah, like this shit happened so long ago. Like years and years ago, wibbly wobbly. I don't know. I don't know. Again, like it's we're, we're never going to solve that. Yeah. I just thought it was worth commenting on, <laughs> especially with that stuff. Every episode. <laughs> yes. Sorry. No, no, no. Apparently, that's a thing. Now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> don't take that the wrong way. I'm, I just mean like every episode we end up coming to this. Oh, <laughs> every episode with this stew. Jeez. <laughs> no, Get over it. I didn't mean that. I meant that we, we come back to like, okay, did that take them a day, a week? A week, to- a month, a year, yeah. who knows? Like, yeah, the show isn't interested, so neither should we, but it does make me wonder. Anyway. You know, we saw them go from Deepwood Mott to Bear Island. Clearly they'd gone somewhere else and then back to the camp. Yeah, yeah. In the space of what felt like maybe a week maybe had passed, which could be possible. Yeah, maybe. Sure. But it, it, <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> let's, let's keep cracking on. We'll keep so they, so yes. the point is they got the Mormonts. They mm. didn't get the Glovers. They've gotten a few other minor houses. A couple of other minor houses. None of the Sansa is not impressed, but John is like, we have to go to battle now. We have no choice. We yeah. have to, you know, carpe diem. Sansa then sends a message. To Littlefinger, of course. Of course it's Littlefinger. Yeah. And I thought, because I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, we didn't see who she's writing the message to. Who could it be to? And then I was like, hang on a second, Natalie. Hang on a second. Think about this. Yeah. <laughs> Think about this. Think about it. Who who could it possibly be? And I went back and... Who has an army relatively nearby of, you know, quite a few Who could be called men. in. Yeah. And, and, of course, I then went back and listened to that music and went and found the Baelish theme and went, yes, it matches up. It yeah. was like a real Nancy Drew moment. I was very... <laughs> and I love that the show does sneak that in there, that, that they do have that sort of underlying... It's like if, if you're watching and you're paying attention... It will reward you in that yeah. way. Yeah, and this is the thing. Ever you know? since I went to that Game of Thrones trivia night, yeah, where like the second question was whose theme is this, and it ended up being Baelish's. I am so much more attuned now because yeah. I, I, I remember the Baratheon theme and the you know. The and this is the thing: the theme. show does use music, and like, like absolutely, you, you only have to look as far as the Reigns of Castamere, mm. where it does use it does mm. thread these musical leitmotifs. Mm. Throughout the show, oh, it and does. it means things. Yeah. It does mean stuff. It gives away whole plot points. Whole plot points, really. <laughs> if you go back and watch, yeah. it's like, oh, right, it was right there. Uh, yes, the opening scene, of course, because it was that cold open, mm. the theme music under it, if you listen, it's the Game of Thrones theme music, but in, in a, a major, major key. Piece. I know, you pointed that out, and I went back and had a listen. I thought they were just playing the theme, but it, it sounded strange. It sounded off. And I was like, well, I wonder what's going on there. And I went back and listened to it. And you're right. They, they've just, they've just major keyed it. It's yeah. incredible. And it just sounds Because it's so nice. It's so happy. We're raising a, a church. You yeah. Know? It's, just, it's sort of that, it's that, um, what do you call that? Dis- discordant? Where something sounds Except familiar. the opposite of that because, yeah, yeah. you know, that they're not, they're making it into a major nice. melody. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> anyway. So, um, yes, Littlefinger, no doubt, will come to the rescue next week and then we'll see how, what Sansa has to do to repay him. Oh, little finger. <laughs> Was this his plan all along? Probably oh, somehow. Yeah. Super villain. He's yeah. always seven steps ahead. I found yeah. out that his house 
motto, his words, his house words, yeah. and knowledge is power. Like, oh, way okay. to go taking those words seriously, bro. <laughs> but like as Susie as, as as uh, showed him, power is power. Yeah, true, true. Man, how's she doing? Let's talk about how Cersei's doing. Yeah. Not so well. In in what was probably my favourite exchange of this entire series, like this really? season. Big call. This season. Like, there's been some good exchanges between characters. Oh, yeah. Lady Elena's takedown of Cersei <laughs> was not only amazing, but so on point that it was almost hilarious. Like, yeah. it, like it was hilarious, but it was Are just you so the cutting. Worst you person. might be the worst person I've ever met. You live long enough, you start to forget some of the bad ones, <laughs> but not the really bad ones. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, to Cersei's credit, and, you know, I, I have my mixed feelings towards Cersei, as I'm sure we all do, but she just stood there and took it. Because she needed to. This is the thing. Like, Cersei yeah, is she ruthless. Took her she will She will endure stuff, as we've seen. Mm. She will endure a lot of stuff to get her way. And she needed Lady Elena. And so she had she's... to apologize. And what I loved is because you're always the one, Stu, on our podcast saying, <laughs> it's Cersei. Of course she's going to make mistakes. <laughs> she's Cersei. She's Cersei. And, and she said that. She was basically saying, yeah, I, I let all these crazy religious fanatics into the city. I done fucked up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she took it, uh, you know, so I, yeah. I was quite impressed with her there. But Olena, of course, had just seen Marjorie, who we finally got the sign. The Yeah, exactly. That, that was always coming, but I, I was it was just interesting the way they did it. I was, I was like, oh, finally they're going to have a scene together where she'll say, Grand, settle down. It's all hokey. Mm. I'm just playing the game. But, of course, the scepter was there, and I was like, what's going to happen? What's going <laughs> to oh, How is she going to do it? Is she going to punch out the scepter? And, <laughs> you know, but she was all demure and, oh, no, my scepter <coughs> is just here for guidance, and she's a wonderful person. You know, it's all about love. But you should definitely leave the city. You should definitely leave the city. Go home. Et. <laughs> and Lady Elena finally gets it. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like she, she should have been a bit more switched on in that scene. She was just sort of going, "Oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, this is crazy." She's, she's finally got a chance to speak to her yes, granddaughter, exactly. and she can't speak to her alone. And she wants to shake her and say, "You better not be." Stop being you know, silly, yeah. Because I love, I love that Lady Elena, out of all of them, is just the most rational. Yes, yes. Down to earth. She's seen it all. Yeah. She's got no truck for any religion or any kind of crazy doctrine. Yeah. She's just into protecting my family and keeping a legacy for Highgarden. Because yeah. it's her who says, you know, Loris is... Mm. The future of Highgarden. He yeah. can't stay here. And Marjorie's going, oh, no, he'll go off and live a monk and that'll be fine. He'll repent. He's like, no, fine. he is the heir to Highgarden, which, of course, in the books he's not. He's like the younger son. Yeah, which, which older... is interesting that they've set that up. And I guess that makes for narratively... Well, you don't need too stronger. many slow lorises hanging around. No, that's right. Um, but, yes, and then she slides that little note into her skirts yeah. and Olena opens it and it's just the rose which the, I thought was lovely because rose. it's I thought there'd be a note or something saying you know yeah so did I yeah that she would explain her cutting plan yeah, it's yeah. just it's just Meet me a rose something yeah. but it was just the rose which means if it's found she can't I be in trouble I was just drawing a picture of a rose drawing a picture so that happens to yeah. be the sigil of my house what did you make of the High Sparrow talking to Marjorie. About- I think I think we're finally starting to like if if like there was a moment, I think towards the end of last episode where he sort of had his little triumph. Yeah. 
he kind of let the mask slip a little. And I think we finally realized, yeah, no, he's definitely wearing a mask. He has ulterior motives. Even if it's just to gain more power for the church, he's definitely not just some humble servant of the gods who just wants everyone to repent and live honest lives. He wants to secure power for himself and he wants to ensure that, that Tommen's line continues because we see that conversation that he has with yeah. Marjorie about... Because he says, it's a, you know, can I ask you a personal question? She's yeah. like, oh, of course. And then he goes, so you're not uh, having any uh, sexy times? And I'm like, wow, that, okay, that's a personal that, question. We went, we went super personal. Yeah. Like, I was thinking more like, so um, thinking about showering again? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying your body odour is a bit funky. But no, 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 it's, hey, how about you... Um, Get down to it with your teenage uh, husband. Yeah. Get stuck in. Oh, God. I don't even know what I'm doing here. But I love that I love that he says, the king has mentioned to me, as if, like, tommen has been like, you know, hi, hi, Sparrow. She's not, like, doing that stuff. I, I tried to touch her booby. She told me to go away. Oh, <laughs> it was really sore. Oh, Tommen. Bless him. You stupid little kid. Why do you think she's not doing that, though, given that she's... You know, Marjorie has never been someone who's not sexual. Like I think she probably she probably doesn't want to get pregnant at yep. this point. She wants oh, to look, sort of a, stay a free agent, if that makes a, sense. That, look, that's a fair point in hey, any walk of life. <laughs> I've never gone there personally, but but it sounds awful. <laughs> Just pretty universally awful. Yes. Terrible. But yeah, no, I, th- I think she doesn't want to get tied down with an heir to the throne mm. because that then sort of ties her hands in what she can, what she can do. And then they have that to hold over her. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. you know, if she doesn't get pregnant, she remains free to maneuver. Yeah, exactly. So, and there's no meddlesome, meddlesome, troublesome, troublesome sort of point of kid to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Other than the king that she's married to. Yeah. Jamie, let's talk Jamie. Let's go to river run and your other favorites. Yes, I know. Bron, Bron's back. I was so happy. I didn't think we'd see him again this season, and we did. It was amazing. I'm he's so happy his he's back. He's hair a bit too. He's looking very. He has. Nice. Yeah, he's uh, looking a bit, looking a bit more knightly, I guess. He's, or... he's really quite roguishly huh. handsome in a in a non. Some some of us have always appreciated that, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I submit to to that superior <laughs> superior knowledge. An appreciation of Bronn's many talents. Mm. But he is he just he has like a bromance ability with the Lannisters. But like yeah, he always ends up with Lannisters. He's with, with Tyrion and now and now with Jamie. And but I but I love that he's so familiar with them that like when Jamie tries to throw that old line down, he's like, Don't say yeah. it, don't say don't it. Don't effing say it. <laughs> Cause he's just he's got no illusion about who he is and why he's there and yeah. You know, all this, the majesty of houses, and he is, he's a sellsword. He yeah. will yeah, exactly. go with who's the biggest, got the most money. And hmm. I do wonder, though, if he's got some kind of loyalty. This is to what Tyrion intrigues or, me. Well, yeah. I mean, well, specifically, no, because he took a bunch of money and, and land and a wife to not represent him at the at the trial. Well, that's true. Also, he didn't want to die because he was facing the, he the mountain. Facing yeah, the mountain, this is the thing. You, yeah. you make your choices. Sure. And I think he would have gone, look, some airy-fairy, eerie night I can take. But the mountain, oh, yeah. Iffy. My odds are not quite so good there. Mm. So I'm going to sit this one out with my <laughs> money and fat bride or whatever he had. No, he wanted a posh bride. That's right. Yes. It was Bruce Bolton who chose the fat bride. But yeah, so there, I saw a few people suggest that the scenes at River Run dragged on a bit. I loved them. No, I love them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, it was great to actually see soldiers on a battlefield. Yes. Even though they went fighting, we, there were we actually, war machines and trade The machines funny thing and, is, 
for all the fighting that has supposedly gone on in this series, we actually don't get a lot of that stuff. Mm. Um, they, they gloss over a lot of the battles for budget reasons. And also but also, because... yeah, like, like, you know, you can tell the same thing narratively with the aftermath of those battles. You know, um, but this is a siege and yeah. it's a very specific situation. It's, where you... Look, it's one thing to do your twin town, ta- twin towns. <laughs> <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien's twin towns. <laughs> Featuring the De- Deltones <laughs> <laughs> and Wickedy Whack. <laughs> for those of you who may not be from uh, northern New South Wales or southeastern Queensland. Nat- Natalie just <laughs> made several very on-point uh, yeah, references. I really did, and it's just a shame they can't be appreciated. Um, Twin Towns is a services club, Yes, is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. So th- there's a place called the Gold Coast, which is on the southern end of Queensland, <laughs> And it meets Tweed Heads, which is on the top of New South Wales. And back in the day when I was a kid, you couldn't gamble in Queensland, but you could gamble in New South Wales. So everyone would go down from the Gold Coast to Twin Towns to, Twin Towns. to gamble yes. on the Tokies and also to take in a show. <laughs> the, fi- have- the finest culture that Tweed Heads had to offer. <laughs> like they have this amazing huge theatre there basically and it's yeah. all these kind of club acts. Yes. You know, like... A lot of tribute shows. A lot of tribute shows, a lot of, you know, ABBA cover bands or whatever. But, yeah, so Twin Towns. I meant the Twin Towers by Lord of the Rings, but now I'm just (laughs) getting the image of orcs and stuff down at Twin Towns. (laughs) Just at the buffet, having a $5 steak. Listening to In Excess Tribute. You're the vice chairman. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, but hopefully people are enjoying it because it's making no sense. And I just can't be stuffed editing. But yeah, so it's one thing to do your Twin Towers style massive epic battle, which takes up half your movie. Absolutely. And look, yes, it's a Peter Jackson movie, so it goes several days, but it's still... <laughs> a, a confined, a confined space, time yeah, whereas absolutely. Game of Thrones is going on and on and on. So you can have your big set piece battles like your Battle of Blackwater, but they've yeah. got to be really precisely chosen. That's right. And so what I loved about this sequence is it shows the kind of and, and Brendan even says it, Brendan the Blackfish, yay the Blackfish even says it sieges a dull. Yeah. He's got two years worth of supplies, he's willing to sit out everything. Yeah. And Stuff you, Jamie Lannister, I don't care. Yeah, I loved seeing the kind of shitty, boring, dirty, waiting, yeah, you know. absolutely. Pro- you know, process of, of, of laying siege to a castle. And, oh, my God, the phrase. <laughs> the phrase are amazing. Actually, I'm really starting to like the, 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 the brothers' double act. I think that's really yeah. good. Well, yes, I mean... <laughs> Like, they're horrible. They're, they're, they're horrible people. They're just yeah. They're just a bumbling pair idiots. of idiots. Yes. I, I feel like they're one, one, in some way. One they? seems to be a bit more savvy than the other, <laughs> and he kind of, he kind of like, just shut up, shut up. <laughs> it's the Lannisters, shut up. I find them really hard to tell apart because every fray wears the same stupid <laughs> Weird head thing. head cap. Yeah. It's the most annoying piece of fashion. 
<laughs> it's like, guys, you want to look like a team? Mm. You want to look a bit presentable? Look at the Lannisters, the red armour. Well turned out. Well turned yeah. out. They make an impression. Absolutely. Even Bronn, a sellsword, is wearing a new leather jerkin. With That's buttons. right. That's right. Your phrase look like they've just gone, you know what? Rags. Yeah. Just rags. Rags that we were originally using to clean up dirt. Yeah. Stupid headwear that makes us look like the three stooges impersonators <laughs> we are. They're just it's fantastic. idiots. <clears throat> so and I'm just I'm like, how could you not sort of think, you know what? Let's maybe get some helmets. Totally. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Let's make an effort. Make <laughs> some sort of effort. Come and on. What I said in my recap is like, Walder Frey spends all their money on repetitive weddings to younger and younger brides. <laughs> he just doesn't have any cash for things like design. No, that's right. Or, you know, you know hygiene. <laughs> um, so there you are. And then Jamie rocks in and he's like, bam, taking control. And they're like, no, no, no. And poor Edmure Tully. They're like, oh, I'm going to cut his what? throat. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And that's his. That, in, in case I feel like I feel like the the fact is lost on a lot of people. That's his dad. Oh, actually, no, it's, it's his uncle. It's his uncle. It's his uncle. Yeah. Okay, yes. It's his uncle. Yeah, it's his uncle who just looks down and goes, "Go on, <laughs> go on, do it if you got to." Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't worry me. He's not gonna be the one who saves this house. Cause, <laughs> I mean, he knows. I suppose that. Well, does he know even? Like, does he care what happens to River Run? It's just, it's not going to. Because I don't yeah, know if I he has like, a, any descendants like of Woodpath. Because if he thinks that... No, I, he, he doesn't. He doesn't, I don't think. Yeah, but, I mean, does he know that Sansa's around and... Well, no, I, I mean, probably not. You know. Like, I, he probably, he might have gotten word about what she was married off to Ramsay Bolton, but probably nothing mm. after that. Mm. Yeah, like, as far as he's concerned, he, he just, he has that sort yeah, of it's a pride thing, thing where he's it's like, not... I was born in this castle and yeah. I intend to die in it. yeah. And that's, I love him. I think, yeah, oh, he's great. great. He's so good. I'm so glad he's back. That actor's great. And that was the first time we'd seen him. We'd yeah. heard of him in the last couple of episodes, but it was the first time we'd seen him since the Red Wedding. Yeah. And it's, it was and it was like, to see him. It was like an old, yeah, exactly. And he so has good. that fantastic parley with Jamie. Yes. And, you know, the bridge, the drawbridge comes down and he mm-hmm. walks out and it's all very staged and... And then Jamie's like, well, why did you bother talking to me if you're not planning on surrendering? <laughs> I'm going to murder you all. And he's like, eh. Come at me, bro. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. He said, I, I, I wanted to take your measure. And I've got to say, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Which is just, I mean, that's... I know. And this is the thing. I, I now am really conflicted about how I want this yes, to end. Yes, exactly. This is what I love. This is what this show does when it's operating at its best. And it is operating at its best here. You have two sets of characters, both of whom you kind of want to win. Mm. Right? We love, love Bronn. Like Jamie, like, you know, he's a horrible person, but we've come to know him as he's, a character over the series. And he's just had so, he's had that redeeming journey of having to kind of bumble through a bunch of just Yeah, a bunch of really quite, quite horrible stuff. Yeah, up to and including having his, his hand cut off. Well, that, yeah. but then, you know, he went to Dawn to try to get his daughter back and yeah, she ended up dead. And, yeah, exactly. And it was boring, you know, <laughs> worst crime. And then he's in King's Landing trying to get back at the faith militant yeah. and then he's sent off again. Like he's just constantly up against it. So That's I kind right, of exactly. want him to have a little victory, but I don't. But to have a victory would come at the expense of the Blackfish and, and I, the remaining Tullys. And, and I don't want that terrible. to happen No, exactly. Either. So I, I like that I'm put into this very, um, you know, when it's just the phrase, excellent, no yeah. problem. But when the Lannisters come in, I'm like, oh, really? <sighs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, no, I don't want this to be. Because the Lannisters, I think... Like, we're supposed to still view them as bad guys, 
and yet with Jamie and Bron at their head. Yeah, they're like mighty elves. Yeah, well, you know, like we even the theme. I don't know. Here I come to save uh, the day. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. No, um, who was I thinking of? Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a mouse theme. And 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 Bron. That makes Bron. Is it Penfold? Penfold. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that show as a kid. It was. It was really. I good. must go look that up on YouTube. Holds up remarkably well. Does it? Yes. What about Banana Man? Banana Eric Man also. Banana Eric Man. is Banana Man. And what Man. about Super Ted? Super Ted also holds up very well. When, wow. I actually recently went back and, and revisited a bunch of these ones, and which, they were actually really good. Now, which was the one that was Monty Python, and which was the one that was the goodies? Because that was all like... No, there wasn't one. Was there one that was Monty Python? Because the goodies it? was Banana Man. Oh, the goodies was Banana yeah. Man. Okay. Well, wasn't Super Ted was... I'm sure Super Ted was like a... Oh, was it? Maybe there was some... Maybe some of the, some of the Pythons were involved yeah. in it. Anyway, it seemed like every... Comedy guy had a cartoon. They had a cartoon in the 80s. series that they did, yeah. <laughs> because it was like half an hour's voice work yeah. and they got the money for it. It was amazing. It was like Eric was like a weedy dude who ate a banana and turned into Yeah, and turned into Banana Man. Yeah. And then in America. That was a was... Captain Marvel ripoff parody. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then there was Roger Ramjet. Of course. Roger Ramjet and writing for a nation. <laughs> and now Takes he... his proton yeah. energy pills. So, proton pills. Is he just like. Popping eckies or something. I guess. <laughs> well, well, steroids, human growth yeah. hormone, who knows? Like rapid onset human growth <laughs> hormone. He gets his buzz on. Um, what were the other great cartoons of our youth? And I'm a bit older than you, but I'm sure that was all the same. Oh, I think, I think we're in the same era. <laughs> the same <laughs> we're definitely in the same era. Anyway, so Jamie, Danger Mouse, mm. Bron, Penfold. Pen <laughs> Although really with his hand missing, he should be Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Oh my but, God, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. How could I forget Inspector Gadget? That was my favourite. I used to. How's this for life fulfilling childhood dreams? Yeah. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Penny because A, she was a journalist. Yes. Of course. I always wanted to be a journalist. The first Tintin, any kind of journalist. April O'Neil from the Ninja Turtles. Absolutely. Penny from Inspector Gadget. I was on board. And she had not only a watch that she could communicate through. I know. She had a book that opened up and it was a computer. I know, right? I wanted that book and now I have an iPad. I'm pretty sure you have both of those things right now. I don't have a, a watch that I can communicate You could through. have if you if But you I could go to. out and spend, you know, <laughs> spend a ridiculous amount of money and get a watch That's that right. I could. Can you talk through Apple Watches? I think so. You can take calls. You can actually stand there talking into your wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I that, that's think... part of the appeal, isn't it? I thought you could just do messages and... I don't know. If you can't do that, then why not? Well, that's true. You Surely can't that's Penny without being able to talk. I mean, make... Dick Tracy had a goddamn. Dick Tracy had a watch. had a radio watch. Come on. Do 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 do. Inspector Gadget. Do 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 do. This has become a totally different podcast. The cartoons of our era. And I'm sorry to go a little bit old. You know, old age, whatever I am. They were just like golden. Like I don't know that you. I think we can all agree that they were better than the cartoons you get today. And, you know, more fulfilling, you know, more, more, more rich, creative. They yeah. weren't just people in masks and spandex fighting monsters. Hey, now, let's not go too far. <laughs> people in masks and spandex fighting monsters are fine by now. Well, now. okay, all right. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make a distinction between Voltron and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is clearly an inferior Voltron. Yeah, well, yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. But, you know, there's a new Voltron series out, what? would you believe, on Netflix. 
What? On Netflix, they have a new animated Voltron series out, and Hang it looks on, pretty is it good. Machine Voltron or no, Lion? no, Lion Voltron. Lion, Lion Voltron. Voltron. Yeah, because I liked Lion Voltron, but I've been told that apparently Machine Voltron is the superior. Voltron. Whoever has told you that is a moron. Well, Greg from Smart Enough. To oh no, it's always. <laughs> Hello, Greg. Can I also say while we're talking about Greg? <laughs> Why is it always? <laughs> I believe he sent you a letter. <laughs> Some sort of uh, missive, yes. So, do you want to give our listeners the contents? Because as people who are regular listeners might know, Greg is from Smart Enough to Know Better, an excellent podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. He has the theory that Azor Ahai is the prince who was promised, is not John, is not Danny, or any of the other people who've been suggested, but is in fact Jorah Mormont. I'm pulling it up now, hang on. All right, so I'll read, I'll read this out. And read, read, read it out, very, read it out. <laughs> this private message that was sent to me, but I'll read it no, out. No, no, he's off in the outback of Western Australia building a telescope <laughs> or something right now. I wish that that was a joke, but it's actually true. It is true, yes. So he won't even hear this. Okay, so Greg's, from Smart Enough to Better, his, his Game of Thrones theory that he sent to me unsolicited. One I just got this the other night. So Jorah goes back across the smoking sea to the place he contracted stone sickness. He finds a Valyrian sword in the ruins of old Valyria. He tries to take his life when the stone sickness spreads too far. The Valyrian sword saves him like Obsidian saved Benjen from White Walkers. Jorah is reborn between salt and smoke. He returns to Danny. Danny goes to Westeros. Danny goes full Targaryen. Jorah kills her with the Valyrian sword and is revealed as Azora High. He takes the Black in penance and becomes a kick-ass Castle Black commander and pushes back the White Walkers. Other people help. Because <laughs> I didn't know the contents of the message. I just got told. <laughs> so so th- this is, Greg has been a big pusher for Jorah is Azora High and will actually turn out to be the, hero. the secret hero of Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's been there because that's his theory. Is he's, he's been, been there, there since the beginning. Since the beginning, since episode one. And this is the thing. When he first said it, I was like, well, that's obviously not the case. Like, you know, <laughs> good, good one, crazy tinfoil hat person, go away. And now every time he keeps bringing up, like, evidence and, and arguments to back his theory, and, oh, he's, <laughs> he hasn't swayed me, but I'm not not saying it's going to happen he's got anymore. A little, he's got a little niggle there. <laughs> he's just found a little, little chink in your armor. Yeah. He's introduced unreasonable doubt. I'm not willing to say that's definitely going to happen, but he makes a compelling yeah, case. His, his jigsaw is plausible. Yes, exactly. So we've talked about the Hound, we've talked about John and Sansa, we've talked about Elena and Cersei and Marguerite, we've talked about Jamie and Bronn. We need to talk about the Greyjoys. There was a beautiful scene. Of course scene, we did, yes. Beautiful scene between Yara and Theon kind of really reconnecting and Yara bringing Theon out of his weakness back into his Theonness. Well, I mean, it was mostly bullying a man who's been through quite quite a great deal of trauma. Sure, sure. I, yeah. I guess that's as close to being nice as the Ironborn get, Ugh. because they're terrible. They are terrible, but they were acting like proper pirates wherever they were. They were. There, there was there was definitely some wenching happening. Oh, um, yeah. That and was happening. Yara. Yeah. In there, in, in there with the best of them. Fantastic. Dark Pike. Dark Pike. Pike. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's offensive to our... Queer listeners. If it is, we're, we're very sorry. Yeah, I am sorry, but I, I just think it's awesome. If it wasn't, so, yay! I would imagine, like, if you were a lesbian watching that and going, yes! <laughs> well, exactly. Like, I hope I hope that was, like, a real fist pump moment 
Yeah, that's what I'm, I mean. I don't mean there. to impose my values on other people, but no, totally. But you know, like she's a she's been almost unrelentingly a very strong female character throughout the show. Yeah, and to have her un- basically unequivocally outed as a lesbian in this episode, like mm. I hope that was really awesome for someone. I hope yeah. someone was like, yeah, that's awesome. Well, given that I guess, and I've never really thought about Brienne as any kind of sexual person at all because I don't I just don't get I mean I, I don't know that I think of characters that way anyway but I just if you were to say to Brienne because she's a strong I know that I know masculine. that people a lot of a lot of people have read Brienne as gay but I've always been because she had that big thing of friendly like she actually literally loved him and she like has a crush on Jamie and stuff yeah I think the show has sort of established that she's straight but not Yara yeah. <laughs> like they've, they've launched right into that I that's think great that was the thing because that that to me was like oh Big strong woman yeah. is clearly, but see, but see, they're deliberately they're deliberately be, subverting that as well. That's what I mean. Yeah, quite, so yeah. they're 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 going no no no. But look at Yara, who yeah. is but like, like the big the big tragedy the, the tragedy of Brienne is that she is this big ga- gangly woman. She not who gangly. Just, well, no, but but who who awkward. loves who awkward big, woman yeah. who loves to fight, but also would love more than anything to just be a lady. Like there is that she wouldn't. Oh, I think there is that. No. I mean, she talks about. No. Oh, maybe I've misread we, that. We have completely. I think we probably misread that. misread that. But like, I don't think I don't think she was ever meant by the show to be gay. No, I don't think that was yes. ever a thing. I agree with that. Whereas, like with Yara, like they have now pretty much unequivocally gone. Yes, she's you know, she but was yes, going for it exactly. But more to the stuff with Theon, it was that I feel like she was doing her best, but she's just still a bit. And when we talked earlier about. That line where she says, look, you've had a few bad years. And he's like, <laughs> bad years? And it's like, she just, she still just doesn't get it. She just thinks this is something he can shake off. Mm. And, you know, he was, he's been pretty thoroughly taken apart. But we see this in this episode, finally start to start, put himself back together yeah. with like, a bit of harsh he, sisterly love. Theon needs extensive <laughs> and ongoing counseling. <laughs> yes. That's what yes, he needs. Absolutely. He needs but a long stay in a what, nice What quiet he's going home. to get instead is <laughs> ale and Winching. taunts about not having a penis anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I like she even pulls back. She realizes she's gone too far at one <laughs> yeah. stage. She's okay. like, I'll stop making fun of you. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't hurt you. You know that. I'm just going to wound you with my words. <laughs> she's she's kind of like all families when yeah. they do that sort People, of like, oh, I don't, I don't mean anything I say. I'm just joking. <laughs> and they're like, you're a terrible person and you should feel bad because all of your choices are wrong. And you're like, oh, really? Can you maybe not say that? And they go, I was just joking. And you're like, wow, what a nice way to treat people you love. Hmm. It's every family member ever. <laughs> I, I don't mean that. Anyone who's ever been to a Christmas. Except, yeah. Why are we such horrible humans when we know how it feels to be mocked and whatever, how do we then turn around and <laughs> We just do turn it? around and do it anyway. So, yep. And I guess the answer is maybe we, because I don't know that I mock people because I'm massively sensitive. <laughs> so I don't know that I mock people like personally. I'm, why am I saying this? I'm trying to get out. I'm, trying to, I'm actually really amazing, Stu. <laughs> I don't know if you've When I say me. people are terrible, I mean other people. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like, you know, Mother Teresa, yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. imagine her, but better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of feeling that about myself. I know that you're only supposed to be made a saint after you die, but I just. <laughs> Surely they could bend the rules just, in exceptional circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it would reward people mm. to have a living saint. Um, that's just, that's just how I feel. Let's go over to Arya and wrap this baby up. 
Stabbed. Yes, sorry. Horribly stabbed. So all the theories have been on my Facebook page that Arya is not necessarily Arya, that she was the wife. Oh, jeez, I don't want to hear or that. Or she was Jacken, and there was some face swapping going on because she didn't have Needle, and why I, wouldn't she have Needle? I want to say that people are overthinking that scene a little bit. I think that was Arya. People seem to be saying that, oh, no, because she was wearing her hair in that particular fashion, that it must be Jacken because that's the way he wears his hair. I'm like, I feel like you might be reaching there. I think people don't want to believe that one of their favorite characters just got gut stabbed a bunch of times mm. and could be about to die. Probably not, but could be. Wow, if she died, that would be a hell of a waste of time. No, she's not going to. She won't not. die. She won't die. But She's Arya, goddamn star. She is. She is. Hey, the show surprised us before, and I've definitely been wrong before about stuff that's going to happen. So maybe it is Jack and Agar or someone else. Who knows? But, yeah, I, th- I think that the point of that scene is that she's now utterly alone in a way that she hasn't been for a long time. And how is she going to be In the midst of, of a crowd, she is alone. She is alone. Because it was weird. So many people looking at her, but nobody... Yeah, and she's obviously, quite obviously, bleeding from many stab wounds to her abdomen. So it's just, yeah, very strange. I mean, it was amazing, because she hurled herself off that bridge, obviously, when... Yes, to try and and convince uh, the wife that she was dead, which apparently she did. Apparently the wife was like, yeah, okay, I'll watch for 10 seconds, and she's obviously dead now. Mm. And it's like, Arya got away. They're not very good assassins, really, are they? (laughs) (laughs) It's not really... Come to the House of Black and White. We'll hit you with sticks a lot and then try and kill you, but not really, not really <laughs> succeed. <laughs> We're working on it. We're Trump University. Pay us, pay us lots. Yeah, it's it's worse than Trump lot, We under deliver. <laughs> we charge you for the privilege. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, well, I <clears throat> hope that she might run into a friendly face in some way who can heal her. People wounds. have said, and I've seen again. People have said uh, she'll be saved by Sirio Pharrell, uh, and I was like. I would personally love that, but I think it would that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back if suddenly Syria Pharrell shows up and Now she went and booked <sighs> passage to Westeros. Now I wasn't entirely sure where the Greyjoys were. I think they were sort of more in like I don't a, think they're in Bravos. Yeah, no. I was just wondering could that be something that if they were in Bravos, she could go find a Greyjoy ship. And she finds Tyrion. Find, no, finds Theon. Uh, uh, yeah, and Theon, Theon goes, I mean, yeah, yes, that's Arya. Yeah. And they head over and she meets Danny. Could that be a potential storyline? Maybe. I, I, I suppose, but I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked at the map for a while, but I mean, I don't know whether... Bravos were... is further north than... Yeah. Because if you imagine Westeros as the UK... Yes. The Iron Islands, like, think like Ireland. They're on that side. They're on the west. And they would have yeah, had to go. They would have had to go they would around. Have to flee all the way around down past Cornwall. Have they already done that? South. Or are they just at some random tavern on the way to. I don't think they're in Westeros anymore. I think they're in Lease or Volantis. But that's the but free again, cities. That takes a long time to sail yeah, but... that distance, doesn't it? Were they the... We didn't see them last week, did we? Yeah, I guess uh, that actually, you, you make a good point. It's a whole that's what the show does. They when it's a whole episode, sailing. that's a travel. That's a travel episode. Yeah. That's yeah, okay, where I fair, enough. They are. fair enough. But yeah, they'd be down the bottom. They because, be... yeah, they'd be stopping in Lisa or Volantis and then heading over, which is imagine the top of the Med, yes. Mediterranean, and then heading over to Marine, which is like. It's on the other side, isn't it? It's like yeah, right like over. Yeah, like a Croatia there. kind of yeah. area. Anyway. Yeah. I did history at school, not geography, okay? So <laughs> go look up Game of Thrones map. 
and you can follow so, along. Yes. That's what I did to try and work out where they were. But I was, but I was going to say, so they, they definitely surprised me because I thought there'd be some sort of showdown between the waif and Arya, but there wasn't at all. She just got gut stabbed. And I feel like Arya maybe should have seen that coming when a creepy old woman sort of approaches <laughs> her out of nowhere and says, pretty lady, boom, 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 stab, stab, stab. Like, At least they didn't mess around with it. At least they No, they didn't. That, that's true. The one thing the show is not doing this, this year is spinning its wheels. It yeah. is getting stuff done. So this is obviously There's something... There's only three more episodes to go. I know. And then who knows how many next season. So we'll see. But Please don't cut them down too much. This is, this is the only way I, I have friends. So... <laughs> the only benefit, the, the, one, the one and only benefit to... I'm, so, <laughs> I'm such a loser. <laughs> Please like my Game of Thrones recaps. It's just me and my cats. <laughs> and once a week, me. And look, it's a good it's a good time because you arrive and it means I have to clean up a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, I think we've wrapped up now for this week. Uh, thank you once again, everyone. This has been our first podcast on the new mic. Yes. So shiny. Hopefully it sounds nice. And, um, yes, we would... Uh... It was a good episode, wasn't it? I liked, it. I liked I this one. I loved it. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah, I, I, I've seen some mixed some mixed sort of reaction to it. Because there's, a lot, of, there's people... a lot of strange things. Like, people seem very nonplussed by the Hound coming back. And I'm like, that's awesome. Why is that not yeah, awesome? He's a great and, character. Yeah, it's like a massive thing happened. Uh, yeah, people have sort of said, oh, you know, the last two episodes haven't really been as good as the, the two before that. And I'm like, yeah, but, but Bron... Uh, sorry, Hodor died. And yeah. Daenerys... Killed all the cars yeah, exactly. and walked you, out. You had two, flaming, like these massive moments. Two ma- and two massive, um, you know, climaxes to those episodes as well. So you, they leave you on a massive high note, both of them. Even the Hodor one, like it's a massive yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Even a, though you know, hugely it's, emotional. It's horrible, but it's also this massive revelation about Hodor and everything. And, and yeah, like it, it's two giant episodes and. Anything's going to feel like a letdown after that, but they've been some solid episodes. They've been really solid, like particularly this week. Like yeah. last week, I can kind of go, yeah, that was the breather. But this yeah. week, there was stuff happened. Stuff happened. Stuff happened. Arya got stabbed. Yeah, a bunch of times. People, and this is the thing. I, I worry a little bit because there isn't that tension that would have been there in the past, where you're like, oh, now she's dead. Oh my god. You're like, oh, I don't think they're going to kill off Arya. I no. don't think so. And so that sense of tension perhaps is lost, but. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. She could still be wounded. She could still be... Oh, she's definitely wounded. She's blood's pouring out of yeah, her stomach. Yeah, I mean, stomach. Jack and could kidnap her back into the house of black and white and refuse to let her go. Like, there's lots of possibilities there. That's true. That's true. Stu, thank you so much once again. Cheeseburgergothic.com is where you can find the recaps every late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. <laughs> and uh, patreon.com slash girlclumsy. Join the groove train. Facebook.com slash... Natalie's Throne. I'm Girl Clumsy on Twitter. I am Disco Stew. Love Disco Stew. He doesn't need to advertise. Not at all, but I just did. And (laughs) (laughs) shut up, shut up. And we will see you again next week for more wonderful, wonderful Game of Thrones. What is in store for us then? Who knows? knows? But as we always like to say, Valamogulis! Winter is coming.